Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Long Legs. You know me, Daddy T. Okay, I hope you're having a great November. Can you believe I am sounding like one of those blogger influencers that I used to make fun of saying like, I hope you're having a great fall. Um, okay, I'm not gonna analyze my voice too much as I say words because, you know, that will just feed into an infinite loop of spiraling existentialism. So why don't we move on to the announcements? Um, I am very excited because I decided to make holiday cards again. Last year, you know, middle of the pandemic, um, feeling really lonely, trying to experiment, made some Father Long Legs holiday cards. Um, they were really fun to design. I did, you know, like you guys remember if you do, if you don't, you can, I guess, go to website, go to website. Wow. <sighs> I'm not going to take that again because this is an honest podcast, but all I will say is last year's holiday cards featured um, pictures of like kind of like a juicy booty Santa Claus um, and they were really fun and I've sort of developed that into like a whole thing this year um, since Father Longlegs is now become like my, I guess, brand. I don't know. Who knows? It may change, but I've been enjoying it. Um, So this year, once again, I have designed two original holiday card designs um inspired by my ear and just things i like and you guys and you inspire me okay so you can check out the designs on the website teresaleecomedy.com slash shop um or i will post it on my instagram um i haven't announced it yet officially so you are the first to hear it and these holiday cards will come in Similar to last year, um, packs of four. You can also get um, a bundle, two packs of four, that's eight, okay, and it'll be cheaper that way. So um, the four packs are going at $8 for the holiday cards and a bundle of two packs, any packs, including the classic designs that have been on my website all year. Those two packs of anything will be $12. So um, get that while, you know, it's early enough to send out your holiday cards. The two designs I'm really excited about, you can see them online, but I'll just quickly describe them. Um, the first one is a Father Longlegs jumping over the Grand Canyon because, you know, if you followed me or <laughs> watched my Instagram, you know that I just was obsessed with going to the Grand Canyon. And I have Sarah Schaefer to shout out for that, I guess. Thank, blame. Um, if you haven't read our book, Grand, it's really grand. I tried not to focus too much on, like, seeming like I was you know, calling it grand and all that, uh, because that's her book, but it's really moving book, um, where she, it's like autobiographical and she covers her, uh, early career and also like recent life where she went to the Grand Canyon with her sisters, um, on a birthday trip. And it just was really inspiring. And I realized I just had never seen the Grand Canyon and I've been so like drawn to nature and the wonders of nature and, uh, mountains and, stars and all that and so when I was in Vegas literally a day before my birthday I was like we should go to the Grand Canyon it's so close so it was actually a really wonderful experience uh, so that inspired was just a month ago so that inspired this year's holiday card and the other one is a um, more you know uh uh, more generally me card. It's a Santa, you know, mermaid. Okay, I say you know, but this isn't a thing that exists. I've invented it, so now it exists. It's a Father Longlegs mer creature in the ocean with a rock that's decorated like a Christmas tree. Um, I love the ocean, you know this, and I love magical things, and I love the idea of celebrating just being who you are, even if it's weird or strange or you feel like you don't belong. And I know we all love mermaids when it comes to Uh, fairy tales but the reality is like yeah you have to look slightly different than anybody else in your immediate world and people give you shit for it so that sort of inspired that card I just wanted to draw this um 
Father Longlegs with no legs, okay? It's Father Longlegs, a merman, mer-creature. I don't actually think Father Longlegs is a man. I think they are non-binary. Um, there is a beard, there are boobs, um, there is a Santa hat, but there's also a tail. So it's like, are there genitals? We don't know. And it doesn't really matter because, you know, genitals... I only said genitals because I think that word is funny, but I do want to clarify that genitals do not make the gender, okay? I think um, anybody listening to my podcast or who knows me um, is on that same page, but I just want to clarify that that's not a dig at um, your biological body. Okay, uh, because this is a magical drawing of a mer creature, Father Longlegs. I, I think that one's my favorite. It said good tidings on it, so... I will stop rambling, but you can get a pack of four of either one of those for $8 or two packs of four for $12. Or if you're just a single card, you know, person, mer-creature, feel free to get a single card for $4. Um, And uh, if you use the code CONFIDANT, C-O-N-F-I-D-A-N-T, you can get 10% off. Okay, there will be a box at checkout that you can enter that code in. And you can um, shop all of that, including some other merch that I might be putting up this week or next week. Some some additional things may go up, but definitely the cards will be up by the time you hear this. You can shop all that, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shop. Um, that's it for the, those merch advertising announcements. Um, but my shows, okay, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, tomorrow, Thursday, November 18th, I will be performing... One night in Richmond at a really fun house show uh, hosted by Mary Jane French, who's been a former guest on this pod. She was so lovely to put together this um, fun house show because I told her I'd be in town. There's going to be a lot of really wonderful local comics on it as well. Come hang out. Um, Since it is at someone's house, if you do want to come, just DM me for the address or you can email me, tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com or just DM me at Teresa Lee Bot or any of the other comics on the show if you know them. And we will send you the address. Um, that show is at 7.30 p.m. But there is a hang that starts at 6.30 p.m. There will probably be drinks and snacks. Um, just, I guess, a heads up if you're someone who doesn't like to be around drinks, um, you know, for recovery reasons. But uh, otherwise, BYOB is encouraged or show up and drink whatever's there. And then this Friday, uh, if you're a college student at William & Mary, I don't know how many of you listeners' confidants are, but might as well say it for posterity. I will be performing at William & Mary, the college in Williamsburg, Virginia, November 19th. Tell your friends. Okay, I know that I don't have a lot of college friends, so it's strange to be promoting this, but I really want the show to go well. I'm very grateful for them to ask me to come perform for their students. So I hope to see you there if you are, you know, a confidant who is able to come. And this is just a fun little hype up. If you listen to the Congratulations podcast this summer, you know that I did an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very teensy roll, okay? I don't want to overhype it. But yes, the episode is out. It just came out this week. Um, I actually had no idea it was coming out until my friend messaged me right before it came out and asked me, when is your Curb episode coming out? And I said, I don't know. I think it's episode four. And she was like, that's tonight, bitch. So go watch it if you want, I guess. I feel weird promoting a thing I did like... (laughs) months ago but um it's pretty cool i i had a lot of fun doing it and i'm actually very excited about it i just am awkward about promoting things that i've done okay and finally if you have um if you're not on instagram you may not have seen this so i just wanted to remind y'all that i put out a book list okay so some of the guests that have been on the show have recommended wonderful books many of them i have gone through and read 
every single one I write down. I'm just very slow. I haven't gone through all of them. And so I put together a book list of books that I think have come up a lot, you know, multiple guests have mentioned, or therapists, or psychiatrists, or people I respect and admire, or are manifesting their best life have recommended to me. Um, it's kind of runs the gamut. A lot of them are in the wellness self-help, like psychology genre, but there's also some like, you know, like um, what's On Earth Were Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong, highly recommend. That's more in the, I would say it's like halfway between that. It's, I would say it's autobiographical, but it's really like, I would read it like a fiction. That's kind of the part of the brain that lights up. So if you are an avid reader or you're just looking for more recs um, or you want to sort of get on the same wavelength as some of the guests that have been on the show, check out that book list. I've posted it. It's a highlight in my stories on Instagram, tell me anything pod, or it's also in the feed. That's it for the announcements. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. I had editor-in-chief of The In Magazine, Isis Nicole, on the show. She's not a comedian, but she's so, so wonderful, so funny, genuinely smart, um, fashionable, and is married to a comedian. That's how I know her, but uh, she was a wonderful guest, and I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So have fun. Bye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good listener, you can tell her anything. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. I'm the good T of the East. I'm going to give up on this deck. I added more nicknames that I hate saying, and I write them down, and I always forget um, so l- today's going to be the last day I do these two. I'm going to retire the good tea of the East and the wicked bitch of the yes. I don't really think nicknames are my thing. If someone else has a better nickname for me, feel free to pitch it. Uh, but I am very excited for my guest today. Um, she's been a confidant, but actually uh, had me, wait, I don't know if I could say this correctly. I sh- had me in- uh, interview another guest on uh, on my podcast in her magazine, which she is here today to promote. I'm super excited to have her on. Um, she's the editor-in-chief and founder of The In Magazine. It has a new it's a fashion magazine uh, that she started. It's really, really awesome. And there's a new edition coming out, so you can get that at theinmag.com. It's Isis Nicole. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, like, trying to exp- – well, because it's sort of like one of those things in com- comedian land when, you know, people are – together but then everyone doesn't put that in the intro so I didn't know uh what to mention but you know I know you through a comedian um David Nguyen who is your husband and um yeah but you are also very very stylish and fashionable and supportive of a comedian I mean honestly to have a fashionable woman beta a male comedian is like you're doing the Lord's work is what I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, but uh, no, I, I used to work, I mean, so long ago when I was in college, I worked at Women's Wear Daily and I wanted to be a fashion designer and just the two worlds could not be any more different. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm sure you have your own experience with it. What made you want to get into, well, first, okay, I have a lot to ask you because mm-hmm. usually we have comedians on and then I'm so excited to have someone from fashion on, but before we get too far, I would like to ask, is there something good you would like to confess just as a humble brag, something to start off with? Yeah, my humble brag is that I'm pregnant. <laughs> so Congratulations! That's, 
Yay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, David and I are expecting. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> I mean, you're you're pregnant with a child and pregnant with a magazine. Yes. Um, that, a, a fortune teller once told me that the symbology of um, pregnancy is uh, in dreams is like that you have creative work coming out. So now you have both, which is awesome. Yes. I have a theory that uh, pregnant, like, you know when you get, like, quote-unquote superpowers when you're pregnant because of, like, mother's intuition? But there's been a couple film directors that are, like, like dudes who were pregnant, like, expecting with their wives when they were making their films. And it's, like, they're, I think one of them was the guy who did The Green Room. I should probably have researched the exact name, but it's come up a couple of times where I was like, oh, my God, I think this is a thing. And I put it in my iPhone notes to look up later. But it's like that they their fir- their debut huge big break movie happened when they were like pregnant or the, yes. the man was expecting. So I think it might apply for men too. So that's that's to be determined. But you know, if anyone out there has any superpower things <laughs> happening, um, let us know. But congratulations, <laughs> that's huge. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're really excited. It's I just recently learned about this term, a rainbow baby. Um, what does which, that mean? I mean, I want to say it's a gay baby, but that's not what it means. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Um, but it's actually is. Um, so we had a miscarriage first. This is my second pregnancy. The okay. first one. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just learned that recently. And then I learned that it's there's mixed reviews on the term as well Mm. so some people find it offensive so that's kind of like why I don't really mention it just because I didn't know that there was like also some back and forth beef with the term like the euphemism of like the rainbow after the rain kind of yeah yeah uh but you know it was helpful for me to learn how like because I'm reading through forums for first-time moms and stuff since it's kind of an experience that mm-hmm. not many of my peers are going through at the moment uh, so the term was helpful for me just to kind of find a community who talks about it but um yeah it's, I'm glad that that part that I'm grateful that like we were still able to have a baby and I did a lot of research uh on like how soon can you try again mm-hmm. after uh, a miscarriage? And um, yeah, my doctor was pretty cool about it. Just like if you feel up for it, then there's nothing really like stopping you from doing it. So yeah, we were I'm sure comfortable. It's, it's cool. I mean, thank you for sharing that. I think it's definitely something that people are more open about talking about now. And with forums, like you said, I think it's been a good resource. Um, so I, I think we've come a long way from because I understand like you know back in the day it was just something that people didn't talk about as publicly but it's so common and happens a lot so I think that it's it's nice to have that support so but that's so exciting congratulations on your maybe we don't say rainbow but we'll just say on this baby so this yeah, baby on had baby, its own on its yes, own yes, um, yes. <laughs> its own journey yes um well okay I do want to ask about a bit of fashion I swear I won't spend this whole time talking about fashion but because uh, I don't know if I've actually really talked about it on this pod besides in my episode where I talked about like not letting go of clothes. But I used to, like growing up, I wanted to be a fashion designer, you know, as a kid, pre-Project Runway. Um, and I would keep like a little notebook and draw silly cartoons. And in college, I started um, taking class at FIT. But it, I, once I w- worked a bit in fashion, I, I was kind of turned off by the world. I think it's a bit, bit better now. And I think that's what I love so much about your magazine. You really make it very inclusive and sort of 
it's very different. Let's just say it's very different from the like sort of like all like European faces that I saw when I was in fashion and just body type wise when I first started there was this very very like shallow superficial not that fashion's not superficial but um it was to the point where you know it weighs very heavy on you and I love that fashion's changed so much I'm curious like when you were growing up were you into fashion to begin with like what got you into the passion of like wanting to style and be a part of that world yeah so growing up um I believe we're a similar age range um mm. so it was kind of uh, I don't want to say like forced down my throat, but I saw it a lot in media. A lot of women who seem cool usually worked at a fashion magazine mm-hmm. in movies like 13 Going on 30. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I wanted something like that. Like how to lose, what was it? How to lose a guy in 10 days. Uh-huh. Like all that stuff. It just looked cute. And that seemed more like me. Uh mm-hmm but it's just a movie. It's not that glamorous, or at least like not my life. Um, I haven't really, I actually haven't really broken through the fashion industry in the way that I would have wanted to, that I wanted to originally, which is why I started my own magazine because I, I've been trying to enter that space for quite some time. And they're just like, no, probably because I don't fit the uh, your your magazine's been featured. I mean, it's very humble. I say that, yeah. and I totally understand that feeling because you know, entertainment is though it's different has this parallels where you always feel an outsider even when you start getting closer to the center. But you know, just in case the listeners don't know, like you've been featured in Nylon, which is like yes. huge. And <laughs> I think part of fashion is the illusion of. Um, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, or let me know your thoughts. But to me, it's like the illusion of being inside and outside at the same time because there's this feeling of like wanting to be so cool it's unattainable but then once you have it it's not cool anymore so you almost have to maintain this thin veil of like illusion which is I think why photography is so cool and why your magazine is so cool because you get to curate the images people see and put the cool on but with your own point of view you know I I think it's really cool you use a lot of um a a lot of like new designers a lot of uh, people who are just like like you said not traditional models but are very beautiful have a lot to say and I think to me that's actually creating trends and that's what fashion's about not just like following what people like but the downside is when you create the trends you are in the front of the line and you don't get to see that everyone else is behind you looking at you and you're like where am I in the dark (laughs) you know so that's that's like the tricky part but I think it is very cool and hard I mean I quit because I couldn't do it (laughs) it's too hard I didn't like I don't know I have a hard time like feeling like an outsider completely so I'm very needy um not that you know you know what I mean you're not an yes. outsider but you- no I do feel like an outsider though I do that's exactly how I feel but the way you described it sounds amazing so thank you <laughs> well I went to your launch oh you're welcome but I went to the yes. launch when um uh you had the the issue that I interviewed um David and in- Ron for and it was so cool I have to say like that like that feeling you talk about that like the ineffable like how do you capture like a cool vibe like that 13 on go 30 going on 30 you know like the popular girls like you captured it but I don't 
I don't think it is a, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's something that you just see and you have a vision for and you put it together. So thank you. Yeah, it's a gift. Um, I yeah. don't know how it happens either. It like, I couldn't tell you if I knew how to do it, I mm -hmm. would tell you, but it's just a gift. So it's you putting yourself into things. What yes. do you look like? You have themes when it comes to your issues, right? I do. Um, are you, uh, are we allowed to talk about this new yeah. issue? Okay. What's the theme of this issue and what inspired it? Yeah, so this theme is in between because I'm pretty much in between things. Each issue has uh, a common theme. It starts with my life and then I just kind of reach out to our contributors, let them know like this is the this is what is on my mind right now, if you don't mind exploring this and then we kind of go from there. So yeah, right now I'm in between things. I We were in between moving from, from San Jose to um, a, a new uh, mm -hmm. area over here and then I'm in between like job stuff this is my first time working full-time in tech but it's challenging and exciting at the same time so managing working in that world and still having my own project is um it's a lot <laughs> so and it's it's new so I felt like yeah, I just feel like in between things, waiting for, you know, motherhood and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So that's why the theme is in between. Um, oh, and our awesome. our cover is going to be a professional race car driver. Her name is Samantha Whoa. Tan. Oh, um, yes. I, I oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Yes, yeah, she's Chinese Canadian and uh, has her own uh, motorsport motor team called ST Racing and so it's pretty cool like it was it was cool for our first time like working with cars and stuff so mm -hmm. she she's like do you want the BMW or the Ferrari and like oh that's know. fun oh that must <laughs> yeah. be fun to style a, a shoot around yeah just... yeah when, when you said that the first thing I thought I can't remember it was like it was like one of those like girl or YM or you know these very outdated uh now defunct magazines but I remember reading um this is when Too Fast, Too Furious came out, a spread on Devin Aoki, who now I realize is Steve Aoki's sister and yes. what the Benny Hanna's, like, it's like royalty. But at the time, I'm like, oh, so cool. Like, it, like you know, an Asian face modeling and here she is in front of cars. When you said that, that's I thought of that. So these, like, images stick with us for so long. Um, not that Devin Aoki wasn't a privileged girl, but still, <laughs> she was uh, important to me at the time. Um, but that's so cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the first time we made the mood board for her, they wanted to change things around a bit. So I, I felt good. It was, this is the fastest I think I've ever worked on a shoot before. So uh, it came together pretty quickly, but I'm really glad that her team was very supportive. Like they, once everything was complete, I, I'm just so glad that the hard, the hard part is like being reviewed and mm. them saying like, you know, if they don't like it or something. Gotcha. Like, making those revisions after it, like all the back and forth. So I'm glad we didn't have to rework too much. So that way I can like take care of myself and not stress about another thing mm -hmm. <laughs> while I'm in this like new space. Uh, so, but yeah, it is delayed. This is the first time in a long time that our issue did not drop in October. And so people are like, where's it at? And I feel so bad, <laughs> but also like, it, like, it's kind of pandemic going on yeah 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 so it's but it's 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 different we'll see I just gotta re uh refresh restart figure mm -hmm. it out mo moving forward and we'll see how it goes actually being a new mom in the spring and 
so exciting. Planning a project again. <laughs> so in a way, it's immersive because everyone waiting for your magazine is in between. Mm -hmm. Well, so it's like immersive theater. Um, love it. Uh, well, you you know this podcast is started because I um, started going to therapy like later in life, and I really found it was really helpful to be able to talk about myself. So I like to ask my guests like, "What's your experience with therapy? Do you go, or what's your self care routine? Like, if you if you don't go, like, do you have a confidant? Um, you know, whatever your your routine is and whatever you're willing to share. Um, I think our guests would love to hear it. Yeah, I actually don't go to therapy. Um, I pretty much just pray a lot. I do have a religious Christian background. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm more comfortable listening to gospel music and just praying or journaling or just talking to my friends or my mom. I'm pretty close to my mom. So um, even though the older I get now, I'm like, dang, she don't really have all the answers. Like, and I think she, <laughs> try, she, she, she tries so hard to be like, I have uh -huh. the answers. Like she, and I don't mean it like I don't, it's not that I don't need her anymore, but sometimes I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't know. Like this, she's different yeah. answers. She's different yeah, answers. Yeah, have, there we go. You may have a different answer than she does. Yes. That's so interesting to realize because it is a weird moment. Uh, now as an adult, it's easier to be like, of course our parents are human, but there is like an awkward phase where you start to know that, but you don't necessarily want to know that yet because you don't have all the tools yet to like necessarily keep yourself safe because you're like, you know, a teenager. So you're not a full, you know, adult. But at the same time, you start to disagree or go, I might have done this different. And that's, I think that's the hardest part to realize that they're human. Now it's a little easier, I think, to go, oh, so they did that. And that was maybe what was good for them or whatever. Um, but that's, that's cool that you guys were able to maintain that confidant relationship. Yeah, yeah. There was some rockiness. We did have a falling out back in 2016 when she was dating this dude, but we're we're in a much healthier place now. But she's actually going to therapy. Well, has gone. And I was kind of shocked cuz that's not really my mom's personality. Like that just uh -huh. didn't like she just seemed so against it at first. Like mm. it was more taboo. Um but somehow along the way she just tried it out she felt comfortable because I think her therapist was an older black woman and so mm -hmm. she was like okay I feel more comfortable sharing or just like talking with this person yeah. and then the next thing I know she goes and makes these like uh compulsive decisions that are not good decisions like right after the session oh, man. <laughs> like She's going through her own teenage years, her awakening. Yeah, she, she is, she uh -huh. is. So I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> you need to stick this out. Like, just complete this oh, first before you like, because she's like, no, I did it and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the growth, right? Letting go is knowing that um, uh, you can tell the people you love, like what you think. But at the end of the day, it's like love is letting them make their mistakes that is really hard with family because sometimes <laughs> especially you know I think the other way around like I can understand why my mom was strict on me growing up because she probably was afraid for me to make mistakes too but you know there's really nothing you can do about it at a certain point you're a person and you've got to be free to make those choices but it's man, true it's tough it's true. <laughs> yes yes it's, it's so true but yeah we are doing pretty good and I'm really excited like we're finally going to take this family vacation that has been like my dream. So uh, oh, I'm really, awesome. really, I'm really excited. We got, I'm counting down as four more weeks. Like ah. I'm just, I'm so excited. Oh, so, that's so fun. Yeah. I can see, yeah, as you're talking about, you're like lighting up. I love that. Um, I think that's so cool. I mean, that's definitely something I have talked a bit about here, but I feel like I don't go that deep into because 
it's more about my guests, but the mom, like the thing about like everybody's relationship with their mom, it's it's always going to have ups and downs. But I think being in the moment is what's important. Like you, I liked how you talked about like, oh, you went through a rough patch, but here is where you are now. You're going on vacation. Like I think sometimes we think it needs to be this like 2D version. Like it is this or it's not, or I'm mad at her here. So therefore forever, I cannot ever forgive her. And that's been tricky for me because I think I still have so much I'm working on, but a lot of it's in the past. So as I unravel the past, I now try to make sure the future and present are also taken care of. So we're not like repeating the same mistakes. It's almost like two buckets I'm feeling like the vacation would be feeling the present and the future. And you're like creating new memories. Meanwhile, it doesn't mean that erases all of the past memories, but they can both exist, I think. Yes, yeah, and yeah, that the past memories will still yeah be with us, mm -hmm. and yeah, all her current drama is still uh -huh. coming with us on a vacation uh -huh. <laughs> too. <laughs> but we'll still have a good time because I'm I'm having a good time. Like I'm I'm genuinely happy, so I'm I'm just excited, Yay. and I I worked I worked for this trip oh, so hard. That's awesome! Congrats! Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get your confession. And we're back. Isis, the time has come. Is there anything you would like to tell me? Yes. So <laughs> I've actually never told anyone except David and obviously like my mom and my dad this. Uh -huh. But in college, so I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. And after I graduated high school, I moved to Chicago. And um, I did not have a driver's license. I didn't get my driver's license until I moved to California. So way like well into my adulthood. But anyway, back to Chicago. I would make fake Megabus tickets so that I can go ah! back and forth to go home. Oh my God, I love this, so juicy. Yeah. It's so. implied that it worked because you said would make, and then there was a plural. So I'm very curious about, um, so yeah, let, let's get into it. So had you, where'd you get the idea? Like, did somebody tell you this is a thing you could do or you just like innovator, go get him. Let's just like see what happens. Yes, yeah, someone definitely told me uh, okay. uh, about this hack. Uh, she was my friend at the time uh, mm -hmm. in school. And I'm like, dang, how do you always get to travel from New York to back to Cincinnati and all this? Like, it just seems so expensive. And she's like, bitch, I, I make tickets. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. So she would do mine first using her Photoshop and stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, but then I figured it out because I didn't have Photoshop, so I figured out there was an even easier way. I would just like copy paste um, the previous ticket. Like I just, oh. I just copy paste what already existed. And all I did was put some random numbers, and so and because I looked younger, I mean now I'm I'm starting to age a little bit, but at the time, like I, I for the most part, people can't pin my age. They hmm. do assume that I'm much younger than uh -huh. I am so they would just you know see this cute little face and then like the she's the, too young to lie I, to us yeah yeah and and then like they're like in the ticket like the ticket looks real but these numbers don't match up so it's like it must be the system they will always just blame it on the system and I would just get on the bus I mean in a way <laughs> the system is to blame for most things so. but that's wild okay because I was gonna ask like it sounds like it's a QR code or a scan right so they would just try to scan it and it wouldn't work 
well they never tried to scan it because it was written down like I don't know what the megabus does now but all they had was like a piece of paper that they would just kind of check off so uh-huh. and I was and they just didn't see your name the and they're like yeah they huh. didn't see it yeah yeah it's like it's so weird and then I started getting yeah more crafty so I stopped doing the hard copy print and yeah I would actually do like the I would email it to myself oh, to make it look like oh my it was like God. official so I would just take out my phone it's like it's on the phone <laughs> did it ever not work yes there was one time so I got greedy um, <gasps> with my friend who also taught me the trick we didn't know that it looks different with two passengers so oh. we didn't have this second passenger. like planning a vacation like yeah all right girls trip, let's... <laughs> yeah back to Cincinnati we were just going to see our parents but uh-huh. So we tried that and they did not let us on the bus, but the second bus that came around let us on. Like, oh, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, so. You're like, let's go on separately. Don't yeah. 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 Ah! They were, yeah. So they were, but they were like, go, like, to, I forget what it was, but they just, they wanted to punish us, but they also, they, they let us get on the next bus. They were like, the next bus is coming soon. You could just get on that one. Cause I think the one that they, that we tried to get on was already full gotcha. um and yeah so after that I stopped like I was like I'm not gonna do this again oh I got God. I got scared <laughs> how long were you able to do it for like was it over a year wow it was a good like three or four years oh like, my whole God. College. that's a good scam that's I mean that's like a well well-run scam I feel like that's like you know a coupon you use and you know it you got its worth yeah, I got this word. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I'm almost like, damn, I wish I knew. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to come back to California. But I thought it was uh, smart getting the, like, this was when Virgin Airlines was around and they had that credit card. It wasn't even great, but because they happened to just do fairly, like, stable prices from New York to San Francisco. And you can get, like, free ticket every year if you just have the card. So I, that was how I was getting back and forth between um college and I was like oh yeah I'm totally scamming this I can get free baggage <laughs> but man if only I, I could be faking mega bus <laughs> tickets <laughs> that's yes. wild yeah I was so nervous and David's like no one cares uh, <laughs> like, I was stressing about telling oh, about the, no like, no don't worry I mean mega bus probably doesn't even exist if anything they would enjoy the free publicity because um, <laughs> that bus has to go no matter what you know what I mean like it's like you're really this is really victimless crime unless you like kicked off a baby you know or something and you were like no I'm this is my spot that you know nobody got hurt there yeah no one got hurt we all made it to our destination a-okay it was uh-huh. all fine fine and dandy but yeah I did that for a while and I think that that's kind of crazy like I who was I <laughs> ah, yeah let's okay that's what I'm also curious about because so, I think I these are my favorite types of like scam confessions where because there's been a couple on this pod where it's like you know kind of almost on paper you're like oh that's breaking the law that's doing this but then when you say it, it's like who's getting hurt and this is almost like it it's a student who wants to go home but the way you're saying that, I can tell like you were coming from a let me break all the rules and get away with it type of view you were like oh I want to go home if I can't do this I'm just not going to go home so that to me is like the perfect kind of scam um attitude like it's just kind of enough fuck you to the system that's like fun for everyone I think but I'm curious like were you someone who was like very scared of breaking rules like were like to you like did 
did you have to categorize this as like, you know, I got to justify this because, you know, as soon as I can pay, I won't do this. Or were you kind of like, whatever, as long as I'm getting away with it, the universe wants this to happen. Like what, where was your, um, like thought process in terms of like, you know, right or wrong when it came to this? I don't know if that question makes sense. Yeah, it's more yeah, like, yeah. how did you uh, sort of like parse out breaking a rule, quote unquote, if you weren't the type of person to break rules? Or maybe you were. Were you rebellious? Uh, I think it's just because I saw my friend do it and it worked for her. So mm-hmm. then I figure it was safe for me to do. If I, if she told me she did it and it went left, then I don't think I, <laughs> I wouldn't have tried it. But because she had already been doing it for so long mm. and I'm like, you know, I trust that this yeah. is going to work for me and it worked for her other friend too so we huh. just kind of like I don't know I just kind of hopped on the trend gotcha uh, were you style. were you someone who was like growing up like truth or dare type of person were you a daredevil I would go for the dare as I got older just because it was more fun uh-huh. um uh, in the beginning I was always truth because it's like tell the truth but to have my own fun yeah I would go a dare uh there's a thrill of an experience yeah yeah. that's so that's so cool because I think that is so much of what like growing up um and becoming an adult like we were talking about um making those choices with in like being fully informed as opposed to being a kid being told what to do it's more like to keep you safe and then as you get older you're like oh I know why this rules exist but it will be fun and it won't hurt anyone then you can make that choice so that's cool that like you were able to like so young have that sort of like um, point of view. Um, has that, have you, has that affected like you in your adult life? Have you been a thrill seeker? Like, do you, do you like to like, sort of like, I don't know, backpack, whatever. I don't know what people, I'm like very scaredy cat. I like to do things that are scary, but only if I'm like completely swaddled and surrounded by my friends. But do you do like travel alone? Do you like to do things that are like thrill seeking? Yeah, no, I, at this point, like the stage I'm in now is just like full (laughs) wife mode. Uh And so like, I just, anything that I can share with David, or if he puts me on, that's normally who I'm with. I, yeah. So I don't really do too much uh, by myself, but um, before marriage and before our relationship, yeah, I did. I traveled alone. Um, I made a friend on Tumblr. I made a few friends on Tumblr um, and they were like, oh, um, I'm making this documentary and I'll buy your ticket Whoa. to come out to London. And so I went. That was my, oh my first gosh. time. Yeah. That's wild. Wait, yeah. how old were no you? No phone. I, I was, I was 20, I believe. Okay. I was 20. Oh, that's pretty young. So you, okay. yes. and you had never, was this pre like face, like had you, did you know they were a real person or like? I knew. I knew they were a real person. I just never met them. That was um, our first time meeting. (gasps) She flew in from LA to London, and then I flew in from Chicago to London. And that was the nicest thing uh, anybody has ever done for me on the internet. Um, But it was all because someone else was like, I'm not going to do your documentary if she's not here. And so (gasps) that's why she did it. And so I I was just grateful for the whole experience. Wait, what was the documentary? Just about strangers on top? No, it was about, so I used to be in this like nail art community. um, Oh, gotcha. Oh, wow. And Tumblr used to have like top, uh, contributors to specific niche like tags oh, okay. and I was like a niche tag for the nail oh. art thing on tumblr like this is so old but oh, that's yes. so cool yeah. no it's almost we're kind of repeat recycling that like trend with tiktok a bit I've noticed I, are you on tiktok 
I'm not. I, it I is kind of like we're too old. For, <laughs> I'm I on it like sort of, but I'm on it to try to stay relevant. It's yeah. Not. <laughs> I'm going to make one because that's I haven't done a baby reveal on social media yet, but I plan on I'm going to make a TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm doing like a TikTok challenge. Um, oh, that's fun. So it'd be a dance and all that stuff. But Aww. that's it. But I'm just going to one video and I'm done. And I'm out. You say that now and then you'll you'll <laughs> fall into your old Tumblr ways. Well, I'm that, still I on Tumblr. I'm still on Tumblr. So. But I, I, it's a little different now, right? Because I, I used to be on Zanga. Like that's going to date me a lot. But that that feeling of it wasn't, you know, this was pre trying to be in entertainment or anything. It was just a high school kid. And what I got out of it is like, I think what now Gen Z or young teens get out of TikTok is you really do find these communities and like, like you found your nail art and then you can uh, be yourself and then be rewarded for that. You know, you literally were making friends, going to London, becoming like the queen of the forum or whatever for something you really enjoyed doing, but maybe, you know, in a smaller setting, you might you might be the only person who does that or you wouldn't find all the people who also do nail art so it wouldn't be hyped up that way so i think to me that's like the grandfather to like the tiktok social media culture is we and these weird depths of the internet where we were just like blogging and writing our feelings down and then finding each other like i think that's where it all started it did it did and i'm grateful that i was a part of that way before a lot of the like discourse or at least Mm -hmm. maybe i was too young to realized there was discourse but it was all Mm. just fun and games like when I was online like there was no uh well no I know what you mean I think there's always going to be dark corners and underbellies but the reality is like you probably had the instincts and then you were also aware like you were also part of both worlds like the outside world uh you know you had like your friend who you rode the bus with and then also you were on tumblr i think it gets scary when people fall too quickly into any one world and don't have outside resources because that's when you know unfortunately predators can find you and i think they've always existed but i i think that the the sad thing is predators exist everywhere but intrinsically it doesn't make the community bad but it does make it harder for parents to monitor of course with the internet yeah for sure um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. I never experienced anything mm. like that either. It was pretty, yeah, safe, but yeah, when I went there, that was, it was great. And I didn't have, so my phone didn't work. Uh, I still to this day, uh, have a pretty terrible phone service. <laughs> um, but at the time, yeah, they didn't have an international plan. I went into London with like very little research. So I got detained the first time Whoa. I like, it was like as soon as I landed oh and they were really concerned because what I used to, the nail art community, the nail art thing that I used to write for was called nail porn. And so mm. they're like nail porn. Um, they're like uh, need to research all of this. And they are just too suspicious. So the TSA me. looking up uh, nail art, <laughs> like, hmm, is there a code in these gemstones? Yeah. <laughs> But it was just a blog, like with nail art, truly. And so, uh, and I was able to give them the correct address, like when everything checked out fine. And also when they uh, could, could, oh, oh, hello. Oh, it's just Amazon. It's okay. Sorry. When they could connect um, with yeah. the woman, they, uh, they let me in. So it was all, it was all fine and dandy, but uh, that's so yeah, scary that's- though. I guess, but they fed me. It was like, I, I was kind of more How of an American. How long were you detained? They had to feed you? I know. It was, I was detained for a good, I would say like maybe like five hours or so. Oh, yeah. So like, okay. they like took my fingerprints and then I was like in a room with Muslim people. 
the response. It was just, it was a lot. They were doing, um, okay, I, I, yeah, the, ugh. Yeah, they, they were they were doing they were doing racism um, yes they okay. were they were um and That's i can't even imagine if the organization the terrorist group was around at that time oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> so <laughs> like exchanging a nail you're like the terrorists yeah, yeah, need their yeah, nails yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah and people are weird about that too that's the other thing yeah i've experienced so many different things based on my race based on my name based on oh, okay oh gosh yeah as you so see this, different i'm like things. oh my gosh yes that's right but this is yeah i mean isis it was a beautiful yes. name that was yes. taken and turned into some yes. something totally different. <laughs> yes, yes, but it's all good. I still, I think, because I'm just naturally um, a, I guess, empathetic person mm -hmm. and just, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty reasonable. So it, while people do annoy me, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm just like, they don't know any better. So I just keep it moving. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really interesting because I think the more, I mean, I've spent so much time alone now during lockdown and then even after lockdown, I've still decided to spend time alone. But just a lot of what I realized, like, because there's been so many, like, things I look back on my life and go like, oh, I was so angry at this person or I, all I wanted was, you know, that for them to see or whatever. And then, you know, one by one, I just like, as I go back, I'm like, none of it really matters now. Not because I think any that, I mean, I think things do work itself out, but I don't. To me, it's like my personal life. I'm like, oh, I don't want to walk around holding on to this. Like it almost to me, I got to a point where I realized like, oh, when people um, judge you or treat you a certain way because they think something of you, I'm like, they're afraid. It doesn't make it okay. But when you drop the fear, sometimes it disarms them because I think they expect you to be afraid of their like loud voices or power. And then when you're not afraid, they're like, oh, mm -hmm. wait a minute. And, you know, that's a very oversimplification, of course. But it, when you said that, it kind of made me think of that because I feel like that's my, my attitude has changed so much from when I was younger. I was really, like, scared, and that made me angry. And now I'm still mad, but not to people's faces if, you know, if they're yelling at me. I'm like, okay, well, right now. Wait, but what do you get mad about? Just, like, just, like, people, I mean... I'm trying, like, stuff like in school, you know, the bullies or, you know, mean girls, anything. I think I grew up, I was always felt like the sense of justice. But now I realize, like, justice is a strong word. Like, I think it's tough because I think there should be justice in the world. But personal justice is different to me. Mm -hmm. Like, that to me translates to, like, anger and fear when I carry that feeling around as opposed to, like, okay, how can I think this is a goal I want for the world, but how can I act in my own world without like judging others? It's very hard. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I have it down to a science, but um, yeah, like I was ever detained, but it, when when you said that, I thought like my immediate reaction would have been like being angry, to cry, to be really like flustered. And seeing how calm you were saying that made me realize like, oh, I think that calm, like peaceful feeling, it's, it's like, disarming for someone who wants you to be afraid you know i mean yeah <laughs> it worked it all worked out in the end yeah. so yeah and this is what frustrates one of my closest friends she's just like what reality do you live in like why are you like this i don't know i don't know it's just who i am so. it's because it's worked well it's just like you said it's worked out i think it's a weird thing to talk about when other people are making the mistakes because 
you know, like, I, I do this on the pause sometimes because I'll talk about my own, like, experience in an abusive relationship. But I'm like, I'd want to be careful not to sound like I'm victim blaming because I'm not. But with, like, once you accept what has happened, like, what's the best possible scenario, it's to not be mad. Not because I want people to get away with it. But I think what's interesting is, like, you say it's worked out. So when people are like, why are you like this? You're like, because it's worked. Because me being like this has improved my life and has continued to serve me and people around me. So I will continue doing this. And yeah. that, I think, is a good reason. It's not because you want people to, you know, not learn their lesson. But, you know, the universe will teach them in their time. It's yeah. not your job unless not... you want it to be. Exactly. But, you know, it sounds like you have a lot of jobs. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, are they paying you to teach them how to be a better person? If not, then no need to do so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful. But I also, yeah, I try to be sensitive because there are people who do try their best, too, to make things work out. And it just doesn't happen and I don't know and it's not in my control like mm -hmm. I only it's like when you ask how do you capture that like and that that gets frustrating because if mm -hmm. I knew I would tell you but I don't know except maybe just fate I don't know it's just how my life is and everyone has their own thing yeah no that makes sense I, I it's like we're talking about parents everybody it sounds silly, but like literally everybody is a different person and takes up literally different space in the universe. Yes. And yes. so it's, you can't prescribe one point of view to everyone just by default. Like it's, you know, even me and my twin sister, we shared a womb, but physically we're in different spaces now. We, you just can't every second of every day have the same experience. You can kind of compile a general experience, but you know, you'll still have to figure out the nuances on your own. Yes. Yeah. You said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got so deep. I love it. Um, well, I, I, this is so interesting because I feel like definitely when I've spoken to you, it's all, like in comedy show settings, it's always like, you know, comedians are very loud. So then we're the ones on stage. So there's a feeling of like, okay, like very stylish and like demure. And it's cool to be like, oh, you went to London with an internet stranger <laughs> as a nail celebrity. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, I did. And all those nail artists are pretty successful now, like all of them. So uh, yeah, I, it's a gift. It's, it's, it's truly it. a gift. <laughs> well, I think that transitions well to our game. Um, I, uh, this is a very simple one because your magazine's called The In Mag. I know it stands for initials, but um, I think it's also a pun for in, right? Mm -hmm. So this is just in or out. I've been on TikTok a lot, and a lot of the trends that are popping up are things that were big when I was younger. And um, I don't know. So this inspired me. So I, I pulled some up, and also I just pulled some up from memory. And so based on your personal taste or maybe what you are Vis uh, scene in the fashion industry. I'm just curious. These are in or out. Have you heard? Okay, just to begin, just because I want to make sure um, I'm not totally in my weird corner of TikTok. Have you heard of like Y2K cyber fashion coming back? Okay. Yes. So that's like what a lot of this era is. So for people who aren't following these TikTok trends, it's like this, you know, early 2000s or end of the 90s. It's not 90s fashion. It's like this very specific cyber fashion that I did not know how to label and now the kids are calling it Y2K. What are your thoughts on Y2K fashion? Y2K fashion, I was into it when I was at the time. Okay. So that's the other <laughs> thing that's annoying about me. So I actually got to 
like my mom was pretty supportive of my fashion choices so I don't really while I enjoy the youth in enjoying that I've already been there done that yep. so like I'm not time to move on That's yeah I, I, I have a new fashion interest uh, yes. so but it, it is cute and I do think that they're doing good okay so, so, so I'll just knit these a lot of these are inspired by that but also just from that era for me um so I, they, they may not fall in that category necessarily but um okay the velour track suits so mm -hmm. like juicy couture kind of yes. like in or out in, in, okay. in, in. skinny <laughs> scarves we're talking skinny scarves not like for the winter these are skinny scarves with yeah. like the sparkly you know stripes out. and you're wearing like a tube top out <laughs> yeah okay. out, out. <laughs> all right well i'll just throw those away no, i'm just kidding i don't have those <laughs> um uh okay off the shoulder shirts so we've got one-sided we've got like uh, you know almost boat neck with straps showing that's in i see nodding it is okay my mom used to yell at me so much for those she'd be like your straps are showing yeah i like well, that i like the little cold shoulder i like that uh -huh. <laughs> um okay tattoo print shirts so you know. in in okay, in really? okay. a friend of mine just did a collaboration ah. uh with savage Fenty. it just dropped it her name is soto gangster she has her own tattoo thing she's out in la oh okay. uh, but yeah so yes soto gangster. i'll look that up okay i love that because you know for a while it was just ed hardy and you know it's really all about how you wear it i'll have to give that another shot okay gemstone denim like rhinestones uh, yeah, on the pockets yeah. I like it on a hat. Like that's my going to be probably my next phase when I become a mother for reals. Like I okay. want that that denim hat with like a bunch of gemstones on it. Ah, okay. <laughs> what about trucker hats? Trucker hats, I understand they're in. Um, they're not for me. Two thousand four. They yeah, would have been yes. in in two thousand. I mean, they were, but I just feel like they're the fetch of uh yes hats <laughs> yes i've been there done that already uh so i'm not going back uh i did go to sneaker con recently with uh, david and uh -huh. they have buckets of those hats oh gosh so i figure it'd be time it's probably going to be one of those timeless things just because <laughs> it's yeah that but it's out for me but it's in for the kids okay good to know um okay this is something I love to wear, um, and I don't really know if this was even cool then, but XXL t-shirts with cargo pants. I just like super bad, but not like baggy, like, like, you know, um, like, like cool, like rainbow spray paint. Like I'm talking like camp t-shirts, like big jean cargos. Will that ever mm. come in? <laughs> I, uh, my brother-in-law just got that, I guess. <laughs> it's out for me. Oh my god, me. yes. That was all I wore in fourth grade. <laughs> it's it's in for the for the young ones. It's out for me, yes. though. Yes. Okay, man. My day is coming. Okay, <laughs> final one. Hawaiian print dress. Ooh, in. in okay. In, in. Yes, yes. I that think was that a hot one mid it is. in my middle school. Yeah, like the spaghetti strap, Hawaiian print, kind of like A-line, triangle bra, or whatever. I triangle bodice whatever clearly I never have continued my fashion <laughs> career so I love it okay there's hope for the my I should go back to my mom's closet and dig up these clothes <laughs> I will be the coolest girl on stage if you will like uh you know that I think who is it like Bella Hadid she's got that kind of look and Dua Lipa I think they do a good job oh, okay in yes. kind of making Y2K more present uh gotcha for, yeah for Dua Lipa that's a good touchstone for that I yeah I can see that <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, thank you, Isis, for coming and doing the show and sharing that. Um, where can people um, find your magazine or, you know, plug whatever you'd like to plug here? Yeah, so you can find the magazine at theinmag.com. That's T-H-E-I-N-M-A-G.com. And uh, our social media is at 
the ISIS no, or blah, at the in mag. It might be at the underscore in mag, but either way, just go to the dot com. It'll all be on there. And uh, yeah, it, the new issue drops before Christmas. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yay. That's what we're planning for, and I'm super excited. So perfect time to get gifts, and um, and I'll put out in the description as well, so you can you can click on it. You can follow Thank this you. podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod, and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and at Teresa Lee Bot on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You Can Tell Me Anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa Lee on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. The Hoo Ha Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Week Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binot. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwrecked Sailor. And the Hoo Ha Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh out loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.